Lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. At the end of the week, God said there will be a Friday. Today's Friday, right? Today is Friday. And we got through it. Friday. We did get through another week. Another week. And my God, it's been busy. <laughs> but we got we got all sorts of you news today. You can tell. Today. We even have the low comfy chairs on the set today. I'm surprised because usually you put me on them high. My my everything. Hurts I didn't. Chair. I didn't have it in. Anyone to even ask him to move the set? Thank goodness. But. I got to tell you that we opened up with J.C. Dreesen, and we are excited to announce July 21. July 21. It starts at 7.30. The show, once you're there at 6 o'clock, because we're going to mingle and commingle, have a little fun, runway. You can get tickets here. You can get tickets there. You can get tickets online. But Where's come on the concert? Down. It's going to be at the movies at Del Rey on Atlantic Avenue, heading west. What for jog? No, after jog. It's right by the uh, highway. Near the turnpike. Near the turnpike. In Atlantic. At uh, Buies and Del Rey. That's going to be July 21st. You're going to be hearing about it all week from here to there until we get there. Because I'm really excited for the fact that seven years ago, which we're celebrating on Wednesday. So come on in. We're having an anniversary party. But seven years ago, hmm. I was laughed at. Because they said I couldn't do a music label. Man, do I got a shocker coming. You know, I'm going to make the announcement on Wednesday. We have to invite Connecticut. We should. We should, because she was one of the ones to say, yeah, he's going through it. I remember standing outside her sound booth. At iHeart. At iHeart. Mm -hmm. Our first, for when we were first working together, and someone, I remember who it was, made you a CD with an amp Gio. label on it. Gio did that. And you were talking to her right outside her sound booth at iHeart. I'm going to have Teddy bring it back from the archives. But come Wednesday, I got an announcement to make. Because I spoke to Blake, I spoke to Mr. Johnny, I spoke to JC, I spoke to Megan, I spoke to some other people you don't even know yet. And Freddie's gonna do concerts all summer long. We're gonna have some fun. Our summer concert series. Yeah. And guess what? You can buy tickets on our website now. Check out AMP2 TV events on the brooklyncafe.tv website. We'll be posting a separate link. Just click on a ticket. You can pay right there and make it nice and easy. Another thing, if you're a not-for-profit, call us. Man, do I have an artist for you who donates all the money to not-for-profits, the one that Jody talked about yesterday. We got in touch with him. Wait till Did you, you see. Did you talk the, to him? Oh my goodness gracious. He's in California right now. But wait till you see what's coming. He's amazing. Amazing. This guy's from another planet. I know. But he puts all the monies. He guarantees sales. Or he pays for it himself. That's how big this guy is. But wait till you wait till you see what's coming. That's all I'm gonna say right now. Happy Friday to you. You too. You got a lot of things happening. I got stuff happening. I got a new friend in the studio. I see that. You've got Rita Driscoll. I know. Rita of Driscoll Mortgage. We've got our friends, the Singing Gnomes, back. We've got Veronica Green, Veggie Vero. I think we're going to start a kids' summer cooking series as well. Well, with Veronica, we may have Cooking with Chaos going to another level. She's adorable. I know. She's like a little kid. It's amazing. And we made it through another week. We did. What a week. I, was, I say that every Friday, and by Thursday night, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to make it to Friday morning. Well, you sort of crawl to Saturday, don't you? I pretty much don't crawl you? into Saturday. But we got things to do tomorrow night. We're <laughs> going to be at the Sheriff's uh, Diaz's uh, Gallon Ball. Um, it's not a ball. It's a meet and greet, meet isn't and greet. it? At the it, Cuban American Club. I don't know where it is. Club. I've never been. I'm, I'm going. not wearing an evening gown. Come in a bikini. I don't care. I'm going to go in, in pajamas. A speedo? No. No, not speedo. 
<laughs> but this Wednesday, June 21st, we get to celebrate our seven-year anniversary at the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Can't believe it's been seven. Sometimes it feels like a minute, and then I look around like, yeah, sometimes it feels like 70. But we keep that banner up there to always remember where it's we came from. Down. It's coming down. It's not coming no, down. No, it has to come down. We, we have to put it in Always bed. remember where nah. we came from. That's all we had back in the day was that banner up there. And that all of it. you are invited for next Wednesday. All of you are invited. We go on at midday. We're going to have chairs all over the place. Everybody's going to have some Got a fun. lot of music coming in. Michelle Gold is coming in. That was at Boldy's event. She wants to sing. I don't know who else you've got Maybe coming in. Maybe I get Blake to I sing. I know Linda's coming in. And Son, Megan is singing. Let them all sing. It's funny because we never did an anniversary in here, no? We always did it on the outside. We did, Crazy but it was Uncle COVID, Mike. so. Crazy Uncle Mice we did. That was three, and then I we moved here. We did. The gallery, the gallery we, did. we did. And it was always been a theme. What's the theme this year? I don't know. There was like a seven, seven year something year itch. It's <laughs> a <laughs> <Just> scratch. <laughs> Maybe that's what's going on. Seven Teddy! Years. That and menopause, I don't know. Make me a <laughs> scratcher, Teddy. Make me a poster <laughs> with a scratcher. That's just gross. She's like, no. Maybe a uh, scratcher in the desert with our uh, desert people. Yeah, right? no. Anyway, happy Father's Day weekend to everyone and all those dads out there, pet dads, because I know pet moms count, so pet dads have to count as well. Dads and grandpas out there, and special weekend for all the dads. Nothing like a dad. Florida baseball is taking off that kind of the, uh, the tournament. Travel League, August 2nd through 6th. If your kid plays travel baseball, ages of 8 all the way, I think it's 8 to 13, and then it goes to 18 on the second league. It's a new league, which is with a U-triple-S-A. I have to get those acronyms right. Right here, starting in Boynton and all over South Florida. Check it out in F-L-E-T-L. So it's Florida East Coast Travel League with Phil Toronto. and Get your Travel League registered. And leagues are still open. Very, very minimal cost. And it's the first time they're actually doing this travel league right here in South Florida since 2015. I know. You but want to get the coach again? But the, me? No. Really? It's funny, Josh Phil was telling me coach. Phil was telling me a story that he coached in a game and uh, he got expelled. I would ask you to throw a baseball. Someone came in, they wanted, they asked me if we could put a dartboard in the studio and I looked That around. was Ryan. I said, Ryan, go get a tree. <laughs> Hang it on a tree outside. Go ahead. Put it on a tree. We used to do it. I don't know. Anyway, happy Friday, everyone. Happy Father's Day weekend. We've got some great food coming up. I think we're making pasta. Pesto pasta? Oil-free pesto. Oil-free pesto. You What's always love it when she cooks. I know. I know, but I got to be careful this thing. But man, I'm going to tell you. I still love that salad dressing thing she made. With the chickpeas and the mustard? Oh, oh mustard. The Caesar dressing. Oh, yes. I still, oh my God. I have vats of it now. It goes with your moringa tree. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go check in with our mortgage broker over there, the Driscoll Mortgage Team. Let's talk to our new friend, Rita Driscoll, who Freddie apparently says hi. I said hi, but and it took a long is. time for her to come, and she's a very busy woman. But after she told me why, which we're all going to learn right now, I can see why. You know, we've talked a lot. We had our show, Laura Sanders, Making Money with Laura Sanders, last night, and you were her guest to sort of shoot the shoot with her. Shoot the shoot, shoot what the makes shoot. my gears grind. But it's always a great show when you guys are on it together. She's very passionate. She's great at what she does. She is. She's kind of scary. She's really good at what she does. And All these women in the mortgage business are kind of scary. And she started off in saying, do you remember when the mortgage rates were at 2% 2 ever in your lifetime? And you said no. No, I remember at one time. I saw it one time. Before 2015? At 2015. 
After that, Not you're never going to see right? it again. No. Until two years But ago. it was never meant to be there. The problem is if you give people a finger, they take the whole body and the studio and everything else. That's so it. everybody thinks that 2.5 is normal. No. But there's a lot of programs out there, programs for first-time buyers, programs for hometown heroes. So let's meet our new friend, Rita Driscoll of Driscoll Mortgage Team. Welcome to the studio. Thank you so much. Just pick up that mic next to you by your left arm, and then you can just take the mic out of the stand. It makes it a little bit easier you for you to do. <laughs> Welcome. Pleasure to meet you and have you joining us on set. Thank you so much for having me. I'm not even going to ask how you met him. I say hi. Exactly. And I said hi back. But you know, Sandy, <laughs> she has a program that caught my attention. Which was what? But she's going to explain it. But the funny thing is that I asked her to come in, come in. I'm busy right now. I can't. And then she forgot about me for a few weeks. And then she said, oh, my God, I forgot. And I said, come on, come on, come on Friday, because I know that she, with this program she's about to explain, I can see why. Yes. Tell us about, tell us what you do. Wonderful. Uh, Rita Driscoll, the Driscoll Mortgage Team, we are launching Just a program. Put your mic closer to your mouth. Oh, mic. We're launching a program called the Fearless First Time Home Buyer. It is a program where we take our first time home buyers through the five steps of Home Buyer Ready. That's making application, working on credit. We've taken people from a 500 credit score to a 640. We educate them on you know, saving their money for their down payment. If they don't have their down payment, we have a ton of different types of down payment assistance programs where we can give them up to 5% of the down payment for a purchase. And then once we get them through their, their credit repair, we get them through their, their down payment, um, overcoming their down payment. Then we stick them through underwriting, we get them an advanced approval, and then once we do advanced approval, then we place them with one of our expert first-time homebuyer real estate agents so that we can negotiate closing costs um, through the purchase of their home. And a lot of times we've been able to get our first-time homebuyers into a property with under $1,500 out of their pocket. Which is amazing because my daughter is a teacher and last year when she was looking to buy the condo she was renting, we thought it was a great opportunity because they would give her X amount of credit towards whatever it was. But the down payment, they still wanted $35,000 plus closing costs, plus the apartment had to be redone. And I said, listen, we're just not in that position because right. you can get the mortgage, but so much money out of pocket. It didn't seem like it was such a great program, but you're offering something different, some extra incentives. Absolutely. So we have a program, or the state of Florida has a program called Hometown Hero. It is actually for our frontline workers. It's for our firefighters, our police officers, our dental hygienists, our veterinarians, our vet techs. There's over, I think, 180 different um, categories of, of, of employment that will fit into this Hometown Hero program, especially teachers. Like, I have a passion for teachers and what they do. They raise our children for eight hours a day. Um, there should be more programs for them. But um, basically, the, the program will give uh, our frontline workers, our hometown heroes, up to 5%, or 5% up to $35,000 in a down payment assistance program. Basically, what that does is it gives them a silent second. Um, there's no payment, there's no interest. All they're paying really is on their first mortgage. 
Um, and it also then gives them the down payment, gives them the down payment, and then we're able to, through our real estate agents, negotiate where the seller actually then pays for a majority of their closing costs. So really, you know, they're getting in with very little down out of their pocket, and then whatever money they do have saved up, they can use for renovation. Now, Rita, I want you to keep that close because I want to make sure that everything we're about me? to say people hear. Okay. Now, when you do, when you do the... Um, Really? Mm -hmm. When you do the, the lending on the 35 large, is paid off on the mortgage or is it paid off as a second mortgage and then the second? So there's never a payment on the second. So basically it's a silent second. Um, the only time that it, so certain programs, it's completely forgivable after five years of payment. There's other programs through the Flor through Florida State Housing where the second mortgage stays uh, completely uh, second, or, or excuse me, it stays no interest, no payments, but if you refinance or you sell, then that money will actually have to be paid back. There's other programs that we have, down payment assistance as well, where after five years worth of payments, the money is completely forgiven. So you can refinance in five years. Um, what do you mean the payments are forgiven after five years? You're a first time homeowner, you buy a house, mm -hmm. you get assistance, but if you stay in for more than five years, you don't have to pay it back? The, the, second, the second mortgage, nope, it's forgivable. Completely forgivable, the down payment. But by forgivable means that you have to refinance? Nope. Me well, meaning like it will, it'll drop off. But if you try to refinance on certain programs, then they're going to attach the first and the second for you to refinance it into one loan, the non-forgivable seconds. So there are some that are forgivable. What's the... 100%. What is the base driving force on that program? Is it credit score? Is it credit payment history? Is it mortgage payment history? Um, so the program with the forgivable second, that, that uh, does entail a little bit higher interest rate on the first, whereas the Florida housing programs, which are the non-forgivable seconds, they tend to have a little lower um, interest rate on the first. And what is the gap on, what is high considered, 6%, 5%? 8%? Well, it's so funny because I got into the industry when the interest, interest rates were 8.99 and two points. And then, you know, we dropped all the way down to like, I was refinancing my girlfriend's houses at like two and a half on a 15 year. We are never going to see those interest rates again in our time. We're really not. I feel like a normal interest rate that we will see is going to be in the fives again. Right now, the interest rates are, you know, pushing 7%, 7, 7.5%. Um, depending on credit score, down payment, LTV. So I think a normal payment, right now, a normal payment on our down payment assistance program bears an interest rate of about 6.99. Which is still not bad. I was selling houses at 13%. I know. Now, let me ask, let me ask, is there a limit on the house that you're buying, the purchase limits on the houses, or is it loan to value? Uh, yeah, so our um, program uh, does conclude the um, conventional and the FHA. Our FHA loan limit now is uh, 557000 um, So you can go all the way up to 557000 with a lot of our down payment assistance programs. Um, with the conventional, we are um, also, we're at a $750,000 loan limit. That's, That's a lot of money. A lot of money. It's crazy. That's a lot of money. It's crazy the power that they're offering. All you gotta do is stay legit, pay your mortgage. Because you know, sometimes you lose your job. I was talking about this with 
with Laura last night. Sometimes bad things do happen, but if you stay legitimate, it stays clean. And you can qualify to get rid of the 35 large after five years if you're in that program. Or you refinance. Sometimes you want to refinance because maybe you get a 6.9 and then they go down to 4. And she'll sit with you and she'll show you the balance. The difference between 30 years and 15 years is tremendous. Oh, my God. It really is. Three and a half times more you pay for the same house at 30 than you do at 15. Yeah, but what's your payment at 15 versus 30? Can you really? It could be a payment and a half. It's still worth it. If you can afford it. Well, you got to get, you, you got, you know, re, Laura laughed at me. You got to buy right. You <laughs> got to buy right. But you got to buy something also that's going to grow in value. You got to be smart. You got to look at what's happening in Florida. You know, three years ago, Florida today, and three years ago, two different countries. Yes. Right. The property values. Sometimes you'll buy a house based on the value of the land, not the house. Not the house. And I'm going to tell you something. You meet a professional like her, she'll explain what that means. But I never heard coming in on giving, getting down payment money. Who the hell? I, I can't even get my Uncle Waldorf to lend me 35 lot. Let me ask you, the Hometown Heroes program, yes. one spouse or partner is a hometown hero and the other one is not. Can you still qualify? Absolutely, as long as one of one person on the application is a, is a, a local hero. And there can still be a joint mortgage. Absolutely. A joint deed, I mean. Mm -hmm. no, and gets, we can do FHA, MVA, um, and conventional on the program. That's all of it. And it gets even better. Suppose you want to do this and your credit score is not good. And here comes the second part of what she offers. Tell them about what you do about the credit score. Absolutely. So we have a program called the Credit Score Maximizer. So we take all of our clients, all of our first-time homebuyer clients through the program. We look at their credit. We analyze it. We give them explicit instructions on how to bring their credit score from where it is today to where it needs to be in order to qualify for our program. Sometimes it could take... 30 days, sometimes it can actually take a week, it could take 30 days, or it could take six months. But we're with you every step of the way through, you know, the, the journey of home ownership, helping you maximize that credit score. We do need a 640 in order to get some of these down payment assistance programs, but we've taken people with a 500 credit score and, and we've got them well over 660. And, you know, less than three months if they have the, the wherewithal, the resources to follow the instructions and do exactly what we ask. And this is the right time to do it because housing allegedly has gone, it's unreachable. There's no, there's no properties, there's no good properties or anything else. So you use this time in a positive manner to get your credit scores up. You do it correctly. You know, the biggest problem that she's going to have, the biggest challenge, you start flapping the 720 and all of a sudden you get all these credit cards in the mail. You get all these offers and the next thing you know, you're signing for them. Do, do not do it. <laughs> Let me forewarn you, do not do it. <laughs> Throw them in the garbage. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not. That's the biggest challenge. But this program... We keep them away from you. I, you saw, I don't, I, don't, I don't even look at it I anymore. <laughs> I, I used to own 85 credit cards at one time. Wow. Over $650,000 in credit out. Um, but you know something, sometimes you think you're bigger than the game, and that's what happens. But that's now, a Someone difference. also told us that if you haven't, say, sold your house, 
and you haven't owned a house, is it three or five years, you can qualify again as a first-time home buyer? Five yeah, years. Yeah, it's three years. Three years. So as long as you don't have a, a deed in your name, your name cannot be on title for three years, you are considered a, a first-time home buyer. So if I sell the property after three years, yep. sell it. You sell it and you don't have a property in your name right. for three years, right. I can put you through one of our, our first-time home buyer programs. Is it, for, is it three years from the point of sale or is it three years when I closed on the first house? It's three years when your name is removed. Point of sale. From, from, yeah. Point of sale. From so the sale. Yeah. When your name's not on the deed anymore. Correct. So. I didn't if, even know that. If your name is not on your deed of a house, I'm ready to go. Then you can be first a first-time home, home buyer, even though you were in the business back in the day. I didn't know that. You are now considered a first-time home buyer and I again. Boy, 49 of them. Right? Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> it's incredible. It really is incredible. And then you can go through all these assistance programs again, as a first-time home buyer. Well, I didn't have any of this stuff. I got to tell you, this stuff is pretty good. It's great, and that's why we love our Fearless First-Time Homebuyer program. We um, actually hold webinars um, every other week on a Thursday just to educate. I'm really big with ed educating our consumers and our, our first-time homebuyers. I want people to know that there's a lot of misnomers out there and misinformation. Um, like a lot of people right now think that FHA came up with a 40-year term mortgage absolutely false information they're trying to help people who are going into foreclosure that are in you know loss mitigation they're trying to help them save their mortgages so they've done a 40-year term to kind of extend that payment to help them afford that pro that property and that payment um, so there's so much misinformation out there that that's why we're doing these webinars and we're wanting to educate the consumer um, so they have like a, a real understanding on what they need to do and how they need to go from where they are today to where they need to be to be a uh, to be a homeowner oh my gosh remember covid you didn't have to pay your mortgage and you could just tack it on to the end of the mortgage you didn't have to pay your car payment yeah, but that, and that was a debacle <laughs> but that became a confusing mess yes you had to talk to your bank and their bank was like i don't know i just know when there's something we're supposed to do and then I called and the lady says, I didn't hear that. I says, well, you better get me somebody who did because you're the one that sent me the letter. Yeah, oh, yeah, it happened all the time. And then people would not make their mortgage payments for 10 or 12 months and then they would be getting foreclosure notices. Exactly. And they're calling the bank going, but you sent me this letter saying that you're going to tack it on to the, the end of my mortgage. And then they had to go through, you know, um, doing loss mitigation and, and renegotiating and it was such a catastrophe, the whole COVID situation with them trying to, thinking they're helping people that could afford their mortgage during COVID, telling them to stop paying everything. It, it, it was something no that sense. should have never been done. It, it made crazy. no sense. And then I mean, you know, people took PPP money that didn't need it and they spent that too. Um, and they spent it on sports cars and everything else. They caught all those people as well. I mean, come on now. Lamborghinis? Yeah, the guy in Miami, <laughs> you saw that? He bought yeah, a Lamborghini. Yeah. With the PPP money, it's ridiculous. What do you love about the mortgage business? Because you have to be a numbers person to really understand all of this. Yeah, I mean, you do, but I have a passion for people. I love dealing with people. I love helping people from where they are to where they're going. I love educating. It's like one of the biggest grat uh, gratifications mm -hmm. for me to mm -hmm. see someone renting with a, with a new baby and then them getting the keys to their new home. It's such, it's just, it's just such a rewarding feeling. Charlotte says, this is amazing information. I Assuming that- Hold on. I want you to give out your number okay. because if you're listening to this, call her. I gotta tell you something, because I'm gonna write it down. I'm gonna call her. 
Call and get more information. Give out your number. Sure. It's 561-310-0303. That's 561-310-0303. Or you can um, visit my website, which is www.ritadriscoll.com. That's R-I-T-A-D-R-I-S-C-O-L-L.com. I have a question here that says, after they go through the steps and programs, can they use their own broker to go find the house um, with the blessing of the program? Absolutely. We will educate and walk your broker through what we'll um, need to accomplish with negotiation of the contract so that we get you that seller concession because we want to try to get you into the property with as little money out of your pocket. Amazing. And for a condo or does it only work for a home? Um, so we have a Florida-approved um, list for all of our condos. So as long as the condo is on our approved list, and it's at our list, it's the state of Florida's list, Fannie, Freddie, FHA, um, then we can also use our program on the approved condo list. It's a hot list. And why do you think, before we go to commercial, buying is better than renting? Well, simply you're paying someone else's, someone else's mortgage. You're helping someone else get rich. You're, you know, if you're, if you own your own home, you get to paint your walls, you get to put, cat, whatever you want to do, it's your home, you're building equity, you're building the American dream of home ownership, and what better feeling is that of knowing that every dime you're spending is going into something that you're going to actually own, it's your legacy, you can pass it on to your children, um, instead of, you know, paying rent that you're just kind of taking a match and burning that money. Amazing. And Rita, is it a good time to do home buying today or is all the rumors about don't do it, wait? It's Info. never been a better time than to buy right now. Again, are you going to pay somebody else's mortgage and make them rich or invest in your own life and your own time, right? Even though the rates are a little bit higher now than they were, whatever goes up must come down. We're heading into an election year. I have conversations about this all the time, every day, the rates are going to come back down. They might not come back down today or tomorrow, but either fourth quarter or the beginning of 2024. So you make a mortgage payment for the next 12 months at a little higher interest rate. As soon as the rates go down, we refinance you into a lower rate. We are gonna see 5% again. Which Here's a question. If yeah. the community has a recreation lease and mortgages are higher, do these programs apply? So I would need to get into more detail about the recreation lease. Is it a co-op? Because um, if it's where they do not own the land, the HOA actually dictates because it's a, uh, a land lease that you have to put 25% down. If it's a regular condo, then we can do our program all day long. Charlotte, call. Charlotte, give her a call. Her or call. call the studio, 888-994-4995. Rita, thank you so much. We're gonna take a commercial break. We come back, let's make some lunch. Oh yeah. Pesto pasta, more to come on the other side of this commercial break. We'll be right back. Do you have an idea for a show or a podcast? Do you want the opportunity to be on TV? Ant Media Productions is partnered with True Oldies Real Radio Station and powered by many online platforms such as Roku, Facebook, YouTube, and even Amazon Fire to help amplify your impact. Do you want your voice to reach a wide audience? Call us today at 866-224-5422. There is no way to ignore it. You hear it on the news, online, from your friends and family. 
What happened to my money? Whether it got hit by falling stocks and bonds with the coronavirus, shrunk by a floundering 401k with low interest rates, and is riding the extreme ups and downs of the stock market with political elections. Many Americans are worried about their money and how they're going to retire. Help protect your financial future now and call J.D. Melberg for your complimentary book from a leading financial firm that shows you ways not to run out of money whether the market goes up or down. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms that can protect your money for a lifetime. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report summarizing the rates and benefits of annuities from hundreds of top-rated insurers, helping you to find ways to get up to 33% more income in retirement. That's right. Two books both absolutely free for calling J.D. Melberg. Help protect your financial future. Call 877-643-3015. South Florida's Good Time Oldies. Now, Boca and Delray Beach have their own oldie station. Catch us on 95.3 FM. It's the greatest rock and roll hits of the 60s and 70s. On South Florida's Good Time Oldies, 95.3 FM. Give me the mozzarella. Give me the mozzarella. Give me the give me the give me the mozzarella. Give me the mozzarella. Pizza rica, tasty Richard Pizza at 2001 Northwest Boca Raton Boulevard, Orcanta 561 866 Give me the give me the give me the mozzarella. Give me the mozzarella. Give me the mozzarella. Give me the give me the give me the mozzarella. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. It's that time again. There's a rumor that he may come back to pitch this year. Big rumor. Big room. There's no sports this weekend? Of course. They play tonight. Of course. Uh, now it's baseball and football comes up in August. Who's playing tonight? What sport is left at the moment? Baseball. Oh, okay. And the Miami Wallers are doing really, really well because every other team stinks. <laughs> well, basketball's over. Hockey's over. Football hasn't started yet. August. Summer baseball. Yeah. Well, I was always, always reliant on a sporting game to give me my weekends free, but okay. not this weekend is all I can tell you. You're going to have to work more. I used to fight it. I didn't like having my weekends free, but now with this ripe old age of mine, I enjoy my weekends. Ripe old age, yeah, exactly. I'm older than you. Yeah, but you like sports. I don't ripe. You're never like this football widow, basketball widow, baseball widow. No, you got to watch the games. No. Every, everything is about fun. Listen, Tupac's birthday's today. They put that banner up. I don't know if you still got it. And apparently it's Rita's birthday and, and Alana's Rita's birthday. birthday. So happy birthday, happy everyone. Birthday. And Alana also, her birthday? Alana is Rita's birthday. Miss Florida. And Teddy's birthday? September 5th. Are we good on the newsletter? Yeah. Am I ready to send it? Just, I didn't send it to a secret McCover yet, but I'm okay. all done. Perfect. Thank September you. She doesn't need a mic. <laughs> September 5th. 
It's Teddy's birthday. All right, so now we're kicking it over. You got your mortgage information. You want to write in or call in, Eddie, read us here. She'll talk to you. I highly recommend if you thought you couldn't afford and you've convinced yourself that you can't buy a house because you can't do it, erase all that. Do you know that is the number one reason people don't buy is they think they can't. So the information she's giving you, you got no one to blame now but yourself if you don't make a phone call and ask a question. Remember when you bought your very first house? Absolutely. I got in the mortgage business. Was it with business. Michelle? Or before Michelle? Yeah, it was with Michelle. Thanks. Thank you very much. But you much. bought it for X. You sold it for Y plus Z. Y plus a lot of Zs. Right? And at the time you're thinking, I don't have the money. I can't afford it. The mortgage payments are a lot. The PMI is a lot. Everything was a lot. And at the end of the day, when she sold it, she sold it. Not only she made a lot of money. Not only did we buy it, I had to fix this house. I used FHA, FHA money to do it, which she'll explain also. And I fixed this house, and then when it was all done, I sat in the living room, and I said, what the hell did I just do? And then 10 years, 8 years later, a lot of money in one of the best places in the Bronx. And again, it was the land. We bought it right. That's what it is. All right, more, to come, more to come with that when we talk to our friends over here who want to rent. But we're going to first going to talk to Veronica Green, host of Veggie Vero and writer and author of Veggie Vero and Kids Corner. How are you doing? Hi, good. Good to see you guys. Oh what? my God, your hands are blue. It's like a Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening at the Delray Beach Children's Garden? Uh, well, we are still open for the summer. We used to actually close for one month in the summer months. Um, I think it was August that we would close, but that is no more. Now we are open three, well, I shouldn't say 365, but 12 months of the year we're open. And uh, so every Saturday and Sunday, we have lots of families coming just to get their nature time in and um, see what's growing in the veggie labyrinth, harvest some yummy treats. Right now, our peanut butter fruit tree is about to explode. There is berries everywhere. They're just not quite ripe yet. So everybody's like waiting and waiting. They all want to pick the berries, but they're not ripe yet. <laughs> Do you teach the kids what fruits and what trees and leaves you can eat versus what not to? Uh, well, yes. We don't have anything in the garden because it is a children's garden that would be toxic or harmful if they did put it in their mouths. But um, you know, not everything, just from trial and error, they also learn. Sometimes they'll see like a beauty berry, for example, which is perfectly edible. Um, it's mostly the birds that eat it. It's not the most delicious berry. Although I do know some people that eat it, but it's, you know, it's not like super sweet or anything like that. And the kids have popped those beauty berries in their mouth and, oh, that doesn't really taste like much. So they just move on to the next thing. Did you hear there was a plane crash? I saw that. And the four children lived, and they survived on the land. They were I from an this. indigenous family. I guess the grandmother taught them how to survive on the land enough that they survived for 40 days. Unbelievable. It's amazing, right? Yeah. To even know. And I think I wouldn't know what I could eat, what I couldn't eat, what's safe. Not even a clue. And I, I heard that if you see a bird eating berries, don't make the assumption you can eat them. Don't make the assumption that humans can consume them. I don't know if Florida applies to that, but they. I was told... You gotta sort of have an idea of what it is you're doing. So kids, if you see berries, get a adult <laughs> supervision because, and don't ask me, because I end up eating everything. 
And how's Veggie Vero doing? How doing are good, books? doing good. Yeah, I've been doing lots of events. Um, the cookbook is just amazing. People are loving it. And they're asking me for a part two, which I said I wasn't going to do because I like, I really want to get back to the storytelling. But people are begging for a second cookbook, so we'll see. The recipes <laughs> are great. You get to see the kids. We were talking this morning about the innocence of childhood. And for so many kids, it gets lost way too early for whatever reason. But yeah. what you do in the Delray Beach Children's Garden, I think, amplifies the innocence of childhood to hold on to it as long as possible. It's the total antithesis of what we were talking about this morning. Antithesis? Antithesis. Right? I mean, what she said. It. Absolutely. No, they, I mean, I think that technology has a lot to do with why kids are kind of losing that that just youthful innocence and the wonder a lot earlier these days because they have access to the entire world, the World Wide Web, right? So it kind of pulls them away from nature, right? When, when, when they're in nature, when they're in uh, climbing the trees and, and ex just like looking at caterpillars and all of the beautiful things that they do when they're in the garden, they're, they are in their true selves. They're really like just going inward and just kind of connecting to Mother Earth. It's, it's so far away from technology. It's, it's such polar opposites. But then technology has its place too. I Absolutely. mean, look at all the good that you guys are doing with this amazing show. And well, it's a way to, to bring it all together, yeah, right? To spotlight exactly. the good things, and that's what we try to do. Yeah. What are you cooking for us today? So today we're going to be making a oil-free pesto, and I'm going to um, serve it a few different ways. I have uh, zucchini. We'll make some zoodles. You guys familiar with zoodles? Your favorite thing. <laughs> she made zoodles once. Yes, you love it. And then it's I great. have some regular um, gluten-free pasta and a couple of crackers, so we can serve it different ways. But the pesto itself is completely oil-free, which is a new recipe that I learned. Um, so I'm excited to share it with everybody because, as you know, oil is usually a number one staple ingredient in pesto, and um, you know, oil has its place in the culinary world. Definitely, I'm not necessarily going oil free completely but too much oil is is not good for our bodies it can cause a lot of damage to uh, a lot particularly artery blockage and um it is a highly processed but let food. me let me ask mm -hmm. they, they use the oil so that the pasta doesn't clump up into a giant ball correct mm -hmm. or is it for flavoring or well, for cooking for different reasons i mean if you usually you would use oil for um like having the ingredients not stick to the pan right. and um, and also for flavoring as well. But as I've recently learned, it is definitely not necessary for flavor purposes or for sticking to the pan. I actually have started when I'm cooking now, I'll just start with the onions, just chopped up onions and the natural water and juice that's in the onions. As the pan heats up, they start to simmer all on their own. And when the pan, uh, when they start to brown, you deglaze the pan with a little bit of um, like either Madeira wine or um, whatever flavorful liquid you want to use. You could use a vegetable stock. Um, you could use uh, like a coconut aminos. It depends on what you're, what you're cooking, you know, which flavor you're going for. But you really don't need oil as often as, as you might think. So it's just been kind of an interesting journey. And I actually have zoodle pesto in the recipe book, but it's not the oil-free version because I just learned how to make this. So. All right, let's get cooking. All right, so I'm going to start with the greens. And then we're going to move to the liquids, and then we're going to end with the um, with the crunchy with the crunchies. Okay, so the greens are of course basil. This is actually fre fresh basil that I just 
picked this morning. And I wanted to also say that for anybody who's planning to make this with their kiddos at home, it's really great to invest in a uh, mortar and pestle because the actual grinding process when you're uh, for kids to practice this, it's a really good fine motor um, skill and it's very sensory. You have all the aromas coming and it's just, it's so, and also it makes it taste better, honestly, it really does. Because rather than a sharp cut, which is what you get from a knife or a scissor, you get this like smashing. Nice. That's a right? long. Nice, Ryan. So everything just starts to, it like unlocks the flavor. You know, you should use a pilon for almost everything, including pepper. It just smells so good right now. It explodes now. with flavor. So it, it is, a, um, you know, it takes a while. So just for the purposes of this show, I'm going to go ahead and cut up the rest of it. But I just wanted to mention that this is really good if you're making it at home with, with the kiddos. You definitely have one of these on hand. So, and then I also uh, supplement with spinach just so that you can fill it in and get a nice robust, you know, just you just get more quantity wise. Uh, fill it in with spinach and it's a good way to sneak your dose of spinach and greens into, into this as well. So I am mixing basil and fresh spinach and I'm just gonna go ahead and kind of bunch it all up in my hand right here and use my kitchen scissor to chop it up. And again, this is only for the purposes of time and speeding it up, but at home, it really, that mortar and pestle is great. It, it really does unlock those basil flavors so strongly. And I'm gonna use a handheld immersion blender on all of this, so it doesn't need to be chopped up too crazy, because we're gonna blend it. <coughs> I'll go ahead and take this too. And making a pesto is a great way to use up any basil you have that's starting to turn. <coughs> blend it up. Do you grow all your own herbs? As many as I can. Uh, I definitely try to, I have a, I'm in an apartment and I have the entire balcony covered in potted herbs. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I have this is all chopped up basil and spinach. And then I'm going to go to a little bit of fresh garlic chives, which I also just harvested about an hour From ago. From your patio also? Yep. See, now you know why singing gnomes are here also. I can see them doing this. Okay. Right? So now those are the greens. Greens are done. So now we're gonna move on to the liquids. So now, since we're not using oil, we are going to use a few different things now to infuse this with, li with flavorful liquid. So I'm gonna start with lemon, the, the juice from a lemon. And just give it a good squeeze. It always makes it look so easy, delicious, Oops. like nothing. I know you had to put her in a jar and open and she pops out. <laughs> like a genie. <laughs> And I love making these type of things at the garden too because they get to experiment with all of these different textures, flavors, smells, and different tools too. They, um, I have a lemon squeezer at the garden. Sometimes you know they'll take their lemon wedge and put it in the, the presser and watch the juice come out. I have one little girl who always, she always has cuts on her finger. She said, I need the presser because, she, <laughs> because she's learned that it burns her fingers if she doesn't use it. Okay, so I'm doing quite a bit of lemon because it's a lot of greens in there. 
Okay, I'm going to pick out these little seeds that dropped in. Have you made this with the kids seeds. at the garden? Yes, but not the oil-free. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. I did make the oil-free version. Yeah, I did it um, during the co-op session, the homeschool co-op couple, I guess it's been about a month, and they loved it. They really enjoyed it. Okay, so lemon. Now, tomatoes are full of water, so and they also have tons of flavor. So I'm going to, I'll, I'll cut them, but we're also going to blend them, so I don't need to really cut them too crazy. I'm just going to cut them in half. How many you put tomatoes in pesto? And then when it all gets blended up, you don't even, you know, it doesn't turn it red or anything. It's still a nice green pesto. Interesting. But you're using the, the flavor and the liquid. What kind of tomato is that? These are just little cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes? You don't use the big ones in this deal? Or does it doesn't matter? You can. You can. Okay. I, this is just what I had on hand. And the riper they are, the better, because then they're just really juicy and full of all that liquid that you need. What's the co-op at the garden that you were talking about? That's where I've been doing all of these um, cooking classes with the kids. So it's a, it's a homeschool co-op. It's three days a week, and each day has different subjects. So there's like a science segment. There is a, um, a, a yoga and mindful, mindfulness segment. There's a gardening segment. Um, there is, what else do we do? A STEM building segment, and I, and I do the cooking segment. So there, it's all different, wonderful, amazing, talented teachers and leaders in the community that, that um, bring you know, their passions and their skills to the table. And how old are the kids? Anywhere from three to nine. So it's really a mixed age group. Three? Three to nine. And I have three-year-olds making this stuff. Of course, the three-year-olds may require just a little bit of assistance from the parents, but I always encourage the parents to really try not to hover and be too, too, hands-on because as adults I think especially parents like they really kind of feel like they just want to do it for the kids they want to make sure that it's being done right and that you know they're not falling behind it, we just have this like parental instinct to to just jump in but that's they don't need that it doesn't matter if they if they don't do it exactly like everyone else the, the whole idea this is more of a process art rather than a product art doesn't matter if their pesto isn't perfect. It was the process, you know what I mean? That, so I said, I try to tell the parents, like, try to step back, try to let them do it. They can chop a tomato. They can, I mean, they're not using a sharp blade. It's a little plastic knife. They can do it. It, it might take them three minutes to chop up their tomatoes instead of five seconds that it would take you. But that's okay, we have three minutes to spare. <laughs> I think if I were to redo parenting, I would try to step back from the process more of when my kids did projects and stop hovering so much. Right. And it was more, I think, of time because I knew there was X amount of time. We had yeah. to get this done, the kitchen cleaned, homework done. Yeah. To try, maybe that's what I get to do now as a grandma when I get to that point is to step back and actually enjoy the time. Yeah. Versus rushing through the time, but mm -hmm. enjoy the process. Right, absolutely, 100%. Would you? I never was a uh, helicopter parent. I would let them, I didn't care if they had mayonnaise coming out of their nose. Yeah, the no difference difference. Mom's mom's and dad's again, right? Mother's Day Mother's Day. and Father's Day. <laughs> it, it didn't matter because no matter how, it's like a kid, you ever learn a kid trying to learn to eat and they're worrying more than they put in their mouth? That's okay. That was Aaron. What is that, Veronica? So I am adding um, uh, coconut aminos, which is, um, it's a, 
it's it's kind of your sodium. This is going to give it a little salt. Like soy sauce? It's like soy sauce, but I I believe it's a healthier alternative What's it to, called? to soy sauce. Coconut aminos. Coconut aminos. I've seen it. I was and there's still sodium in it, so I always wondered what was the advantage of that over I guess it's less sodium than regular soy sauce. Yeah, it's less and and it, it actually, you know, it comes from the coconut. It actually does have some health benefits, but but you know, I use it sparingly still. It's just I like to use it as an alternative to just like regular salt. It's really flavorful. I love it. Okay, so now I'm adding just a tiny bit of But wait a minute. Let's let's go back to the salt coconut aminos. I'm curious. Are you doing that so you don't use salt? Yeah, it's I'm replacing the salt with this. I mean, it does have sodium, but not it, but it's just like a healthier alternative. Well, I got to tell you that's very important. Yeah. Uh, people with diabetes yeah. are always looking for a salt substitute. You know what our salt substitute is? Not having salt. Because <laughs> you can't have it. Yeah, okay. try coconut aminos. Coconut aminos. It's similar to, I mean, I guess the closest thing that you might be familiar with is like a soy sauce. It's, it has it's a, a healthy alternative to, to soy, soy sauce. sauce. All right, let's write that down. So I just added a little bit of organic maple syrup just to give it a touch of sweetness. Um, it's totally optional if you don't want to include that, but for me, I really love when um, recipes have, you get these like, you get the acid from the lemon, you get the sweetness, you get the, um, the saltiness, and then you get like a nuttiness. Like you just get all of these different flavors going on and they blend together so nicely. So I put a little bit of that. And then the last liquid that I will use is a little bit of tahini, which is um, ground sesame seed. Tahini? Oh, you love tahini. Very nutritious. Tahini. Yeah. <laughs> You'll love it. Yeah. With coconut aminos, you're good. Okay, so I have a little bit of water here just in case I needed to add it, but I have a lot of like liquid, so I don't even think I need the water. I'm, Perfect. I'm gonna try to blend it up like this, and I'll go ahead and add some of these too. Usually in um, a pesto, you often find uh, pine nuts, which are great. I love pine nuts, but I'm using toasted ses not sesame, uh, sunflower seeds today because they are totally allergen free. At least I haven't met anybody who has an allergen to them. And you know, nut free. At the garden we keep it all nut free because there is quite a bit of allergies. So now we're ready to blend. So I have my little handheld immersion blender here. These are great by the way because it creates it's so much less cleanup afterwards. You actually, you know, you don't have to wash out a whole big blender. So I'm going to kind of cover it a little bit so I don't get any splatter on me. Just that first. This is amazing. blending that the coconut aminos are made from the sap of the young flowers of the coconut tree. The unopened coconut blossoms are trapped and the nectar is collected. Fermented with salt and creates a savory cocoa amino. You ever use that? I have. I don't do a whole I don't do a whole lot of cooking. You have? <laughs> Where it comes hell? in a jar, it looks like soy sauce. You can get it at Publix, Amazon. You've used it? You never told me about it? What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know you were There's in. Something wrong I would with always you. think of like an Asian food substitute. You don't eat Asian food. Do you? When did I stop eating? I eat Chinese. Isn't that Asian? <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, Chinese food is Asian food. One of the reasons I can't eat Chinese is it's because it's sodium. too salty. We got to make your own. Well, thank you for keeping all the secrets. This looks Which like no a fun. this looks like a, a a sazon that my mother used to make. My mother used to make this, and this goes in the beans. It goes in everything. This looks exactly like that. This oh smells so good. I wish people could smell it through the screen. It smells amazing. Smell-a-vision is what we're creating. <laughs> yes. All right. I got some splatter anyways, but not too much. Okay. Can you imagine me using that thing? No. <laughs> be like, no, we either even laughing in studio you're, you're, at you. are yeah. not allowed to even look at it. No. Okay, so our pesto is technically done. Let me just give it a taste test. Just to make Ryan, sure. you like pesto? Doesn't need anything? Yeah. Casey? Mm. It's perfect. So, I'm actually going to add a little bit of um, hemp seeds, which I know you've seen me put this in some other ingredients too. I really like this in pesto. It adds so much nutrition and it gives it a little bit more of like that greediness that you would normally get <clears throat> in pesto. What's the difference between hemp seeds and flax seeds? You know, you're going to tell me the different seeds, but... Yeah, they come from two different plants. Uh, it, different hemp seeds, taste, different... Oh, you mean taste-wise? Taste. Yeah, yeah. Um, hemp, value. hemp seeds have kind of like a nutty taste. Um, I guess that's the best way to explain it, although they're not related to like nuts um, as far as like allergen purposes, but they have kind of like a nice little mild nutty taste. Flax seeds... I would almost exp almost explain them as nutty too, but not the same type of nuttiness. I don't know how to explain it. It's a different flavor. Yeah, it's just a different flavor. I, I personally use ground flax more than I use regular flax. Yeah, I put ground flax in my oatmeal a lot. Um, okay, so th this is so good. I can't wait for you guys to taste this. Um, I'm going to put it aside for a minute, and we're going to make our zoodles. So... We have the <laughs> spiralizer. <laughs> the spiralizer is like the most fun tool for a kid. I have a blast at the garden with the kids doing these. They really enjoy it. Do your grandkids like to cook? I don't know, because breaking breaks everything. I know, they throw furniture. Door on At each it. other. Joey might like it. Joey, Joey likes to cook. But breaking and, and, and Rowan. Rowan. Rowan likes to but breaking. Breaking is like the breaking. That's why they call them breaking. Right. It would be so much fun I remember for you to this. take them to the children's garden. Don't you think they would love it? I'm working on it. Climb trees. I'm working. I cut it into pieces personally because then you don't end up with these giant, giant spirals that are hard to eat. You make it all look so easy. That's the amazing thing about what you do. It is easy. <laughs> it just takes some practice. And having the right tools and having the right... But you know what I really love, though, is that a lot... I like to experiment in the kitchen. Like, if I don't have the exact ingredients that something calls for, I love to find little replacements um, and just, I don't know, just experiment. It's really, it's like a science project. 
I'm not into exact recipes. That's why writing the cookbook was very hard for me because when you're doing a cookbook, especially for kids, like you really want to have exact measurements so people don't add too much of this or too little of that. But I'm not an exact measurement type of girl. I love just eyeballing things and taste testing. Oh, that needs a little bit of sweetness. This needs a little bit. Of, that's just my style of cooking. So, what do you think the kids love the most about the cookbook? Well, they those who are fans of Veggie Vero, they really love seeing the illustrations of their favorite vegan superhero. Um, you know, cooking up little recipes with all of her sidekicks and stuff. So they love that. They love, of course, making the actual recipes. I get tons of pictures from parents um, where they'll have my book on the counter and just the food spread out in front of them and they're cook they send me pictures of the kids cooking. That's so great. <laughs> okay, so now we have our uh, zoodles. So I'm gonna mix it in with the pesto. Let me think what's the best way to do this. I'll put it first in to the cups, the serving little platters, and I'll add the pesto on top of it. I don't wanna mix it all into the bowl because I have other stuff that I'm gonna use the pesto on too. You need a scissor? No, she's resourceful. I gotta tell you, if ever there's a problem in the world and you have to survive, Veronica, you're you? in trouble. Me? Yeah, we have to find her because she can make a meal out of nothing. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and think about it. Think, you know, the economy, what groceries are costing, going out to a restaurant with your kids, a family dinner costs a fortune right now. To be able to do something like this, look how much time you've now spent together as family time cooking together, right? At least 30 minutes of family time, of conversation time, of no phones, children engaging, hands on and then they get to eat it. And this could not have cost very much. She's growing half of it on her patio. And you can use these ingredients in other things, right? Oh, so yeah. You've got basil and spinach and pine nuts. And I, I do a really good zucchini panini. <laughs> That's really good. So you could, yeah, you could totally use all of these in so many different in ingredients, That's uh, recipes. That's difference. Because you're able to take this and use it on different things. And then and I have few little tomatoes too that I'll just top this off with. She makes with. me nervous when she does that with the knife in her fingers. <laughs> yeah, but she's a pro. Then this, like the mom thing is. She's not like somebody I know around here that, oops, let me change the light bulb, oops. No, you notice I left it for the crew to do. I know. <laughs> they did it. Okay, so those two are done if somebody wants to sample it. Well, I actually have enough for one more. Freddie, gonna be our taste tester? Oh, as always. You guys want to try it? We have to. We have to let our friends up here that grow. Here, give one to them. Give one, please. We we'll get some forks. And one of our crew. Any of you guys want to try this? You forget the fork. You're just going right for it. What do you think? It tastes like spaghetti and sauce. Do you like it? Thank you. If you like a kick. You can add pepper, black pepper. I didn't add it, but if and you like, it twirls that, you just can add. like noodles. It tastes like spaghetti and sauce. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you you're in seventh heaven. Mm -hmm. It's good, right? Mm. You're welcome. Okay. Not your thing. No, no, I do, but you know, it's I got delicious. What do you guys think? It's amazing. It's so good. Ronka, this is delicious. You would think. You like? That 
So simple, right? All right, I'm going to now do it with a little bit of gluten-free pasta. Wow. Bow, bow ties. Maybe we just need to hire Veronica to keep food here in the studio. <laughs> On the times when no one, everyone's so hungry, like yesterday, I didn't know what I was gonna do. And yet, here's this amazing meal. And they like it. Want one? You gonna get some? Try it. <laughs> they say, I'm a good one. You like it? Delicious. And I like it without the oil. I'm not a big fan. I have yet to find really an oil that I like. To me, olive oil usually tastes like it went bad, even if it's a new bottle. Mm -hmm. I guess it's just me and oil. So the fact is there's none of it in there, there's no aftertaste of the oil. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's so cool to know that you can, you know, you, you can make something without oil, something that oil was a key ingredient, you know, typically. So um, what do you think they changed? It was the extra aminos? Because it was really just for the liquid. It was, it's just for the liquid. So there's the, the liquid from the tomatoes is really flavorful. I love, that's probably one of my favorite liquids that's in this, that and the lemon. And the lemon. Um, and yeah, that little saltiness that you're getting is from the, the coconut aminos. You do a lot with lemon. Okay, this one is a gluten-free bow ties. I'm gonna tell you something, I hate to You're welcome. Again, she did it again. That's pretty freaking good. <laughs> I hate to admit that. I mean, this is, all, this is all food that you can eat as a diabetic, or I hate saying that, as someone with diabetes. This is exactly what I'm supposed to eat. Right? So you don't have to not eat. You can eat like this. You know what it is? I grew up thinking that I would never eat any of the ingredients you put together. I just, it wasn't me. And here I am, and everything that I learned was wrong. <laughs> This tastes unbelievable. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. And she makes it easy and fun. And you get to teach your kids early, which means the kids get to grow up doing this and enjoying it. The crew took it and they You're ran. Welcome. You can take the pesto. You're welcome. You're putting it on gluten-free pasta. We put it on the zoodles. I guess you can put it on anything. We even said crackers. Yeah, I had crackers, but I'm kind of out kind of, of pesto here. Them. Look at all these choices. I will. I will. Don't worry. I'm all good. That was you. I look through your eating. <laughs> you guys like it? Oh, yeah. Really what else do you grow on your balcony? <laughs> uh, I have, let me see, I have tomatoes, I have garlic chives, basil. Um, I have some broccoli growing, but it's not doing that great. I'm, I've got like one little broccoli flower. It's an experiment. Uh, let's see, I have, um, hmm, what else do I have? I know I have more than that. You grow tomatoes too? Oh, I have okra coming in right now. Wow. Yeah. Um, I have some, I have a lettuce that I actually replanted. It was, it was a store-bought organic <laughs> head of lettuce, and I, after I chopped off the bottom, I said, let me try to regrow this. And there's been, with all this rain we've been getting, and my balcony gets the rain. It's like, it's weird the way it's designed. It's like covered, but... The, co the cover doesn't extend all the way to the end, so my pots are on the end, so they actually get the rain. Um, and the little lettuce that I bought at Whole Foods has new, new leaves coming in. It's amazing. Tough to grow lettuce. That's amazing. Lettuce is tough. All right, as we serve that up, how do people get your cookbook? So it is available at my website, VeggieVero.com, along with all of the other VeggieVero books. Um, stories and adventures about Veggie Vero, the plant-based superhero who rescues animals and teaches kids to make compassionate and conscious choices when they are um, food choices as well as just life choices. 
<laughs> and your books are available now at a bookstore up in Palm Beach, I saw. Yes, yes. Um, Rohi's Readery, which is a social justice-driven children's bookstore. It's amazing. All beautiful children's books about diversity and inclusion and just empowerment and all different types of family structures. It's, it's really such a magical space when you walk in. It's this tiny little... I hate to call it a hole in the wall, but it's a tiny little space and she has just transformed it into, it just has like a vibe when you walk in, it's beautiful. And yeah, the whole collection is available there too. Thank Ro you so Rosemary much. Square, that's in Rosemary Square. As always. Oh, I'm growing rosemary. I just thought of that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one that I have. Oh, it's in Rosemary Square? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Somebody's a fan. <laughs> Here's the pesto on crackers, if anybody wants it. It's the last little bit that I was able Josh, to scrape pesto up. pesto and crackers, she scoops them up for you. Okay. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. More to come. Amazing. On Thank the other you. side. Amazing. Stay tuned. I tell you. We'll be right back. Born in Marseille, France, Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, Contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873. Want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call because the best prices are not online. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner. Call today and get the best price on your next flight, guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. Welcome to a new way to watch your favorite shows. Only at www.amp2.tv slash Roku. It's a place filled with music, podcasts, news, and more. If you have diabetes, would you like to eliminate painful finger sticks? Are you injecting insulin multiple times per day? Then you may qualify for a continuous glucose monitor. CGMs monitor blood sugar using a small patch placed on your upper arm or abdomen, and they use your smartphone to accurately monitor your blood sugar levels. Stop pricking and start scanning. Plus, CGMs are covered by Medicare and most private insurance plans. They can be shipped free of charge to your door. Call today to see if you qualify. So the Bello Balloons is a business that was born out of a passion for creating unique and beautiful balloon designs, including balloon bouquets, balloon arches, balloon columns, and more. We specialize in creating unique and beautiful balloon designs that bring your dreams into reality. We believe that balloons have the power to bring people together and create lasting memories, and we are honored to be part of that experience. Contact us and we will bring happiness to your celebrations with our balloons.
Artist Rosie Sherman paints her passions to share with everyone. Expressing herself through bold and vibrant colors, her suggestion and style are always in flux. Inspired by travels, nature, romance, and the human spirit, Rosie makes sure her depiction of women are strong and proud. Her landscapes illustrate the changing seasons in the diverse world that we live in. To find her artwork in the multiple medias you can purchase, visit rosiesherman.pixels.com. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S.
So, how many of you guys like to see yourselves on TV, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook? How many of you guys watch the Bat Boys and all of a sudden say, man, that would be cool to be interviewed by them? Well, kids of all ages, we're gonna have that just for you. We are going to bring the experience of baseball the way the pros play it today, right here into South Florida with the Florida East Coast Travel League. You're gonna be interviewed, you're gonna have press conferences, we're gonna do home run derbies. We're gonna keep the fun and put the fun back into baseball right here in South Florida. That is our mission, that is our goals, to make you the star. Hi, my name is Chelsea Harness, Director of League and Tournament Operations for Florida East Coast Travel League. We're so happy that you're thinking about joining the FLETL family and we look forward to showing you the difference we're hoping to make in South Florida. We're both passionate about youth sports and hoping to give back to the local community through a variety of different ways. We hope each of you come out and see the difference that we're trying to make. You can follow us on FLETL on all of our socials, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as our website, www.fletl.com. Coming this August 2nd through the 6th, we are going to have our first inaugural season, as well as our first tournament right here in South Florida in Boynton Beach, our home base for Florida East Coast Travel League. Our first tournament, and all of our tournaments for that matter, are going to be based around giving back to the community as well. Our USSSA sanctioning and our franchise tag as well, as well as our partnership with them is all about giving back to the community. It's all about giving back to kids, youth sports, youth baseball, and the entire youth baseball community. Our first tournament of August 2nd through the 6th will be a back to school bash to where we're going to be giving out school supplies to underprivileged children and people that are, have it of need or need any kind of help for the school year coming up. Further along, once we do our October tournament, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We want to give back to survivors and to people that have had um, the unfortunate fight and you know every one of the things that we're going to be doing has a theme to it. Every time we do something within the community, we're going to be giving back to our local community, to charities, and to the kids. Well, Chelsea, it's not the bottom of the six. It's not the end of the game. It's the, we'll see you on the field the next time. How are you going to see us? You can see us on all of our socials at FLETL or on our website at www.FLETL.com. We'll see you all soon. Interesting music piece as for Josh's piece on Doc. But after they have a new one, they're going to be working on his second music video. Yes, we're going to be doing another one. And then I have some news that we may be doing a third. Really? Yeah. Kind of fun. Look at you. You're very busy. All the time. You're always on that phone. They know. They always reach out to me. All these people, and they're contacting me. Do you ever delete your text messages? I do not. I don't either, which means you have as many as I do. 7,800. <laughs> I've got 32,000 emails just on one email site. Well, maybe it's maybe I think I'm just going to hit delete. Because at this point, I'm not going to go through them. How was that food? It was delicious, actually. Even Ryan says, wow, that was really good. And I know you think it's a big deal, not oil, which was delicious. But for people who don't eat vegetables and who don't eat healthy like that all the time, to have a delicious meal like that was amazing. It is. You know, the secret to food shows is delivery. 
because if you don't deliver well, nobody's ever going to follow you. And with her, she, she looks like she's so comfortable in the kitchen. Yep. You know, she can cut a tomato like she can cut a tomato like nobody's tomato. And you love it because it's so interesting what you said to me. You grew up not thinking this kind of food could be good. It was always an ugh kind of feeling. I grew up in the Bronx. We didn't eat this stuff. And every time Veronica says he takes a bite, he thinks he's not going to like it, and then he does. And my body goes into like a shock. Does it? Almost <laughs> every like time. I put the ingredients in front of them and I start talking about what we're going to make. And, you know, the first thing I hear is, I don't like tomatoes. I Ron, don't like Casey, avocado. Down, I don't, they they the have these ideas in their head. But then I said, listen, it's okay to not like something. Totally okay. Try it though. Let's go through the process of making it because once you combine all these ingredients together, it doesn't taste like a plain old avocado anymore. Now it tastes like amazing, delicious guacamole or, you know, whatever it is that we're making. So it's the a end learning res- curve. The end result to it shocks my body because as, as it's coming closer to my mouth, I'm like, I'm not going to like this. I'm not going to like this. <laughs> and then I have and I go, holy smokes, what happened? I would love to you to take the grandkids there. How fun would that be? Grandpa takes the grandkids to the Delray Beach Children's Garden and yeah, just cooking. No, because Freddie's afraid. You know, I don't understand. You're afraid or your son? My son. I don't understand my son because my son thinks that when he was growing up, three to five years of age, that he was such a saint. Oh, he thinks you can't handle it? He thinks I can't handle it. He can go. No, I don't want him to go. Oh. Because he's no fun. He's like the Grinch that stole life. Brecken will be up a tree before you got so out of the what? car. But that's what it's all about. He would but let him it. go up a tree. Right. He's only going to fall once. Let him do what he <laughs> got to do. You know, Freddie used to be this way. So I used to take Freddie to different restaurants, high-end restaurants. Freddie used to behave very well, right? But he forgets the times that he didn't. Just let the kids be the kids. Let them be themselves. That's the advantage of being a grandparent. I just don't understand why children, parents nowadays, their kids have to be super perfect. So leave him alone. He's in his house, and they throw furniture at each other because this is the stuff they see on TV. I said, well, bro, if you're going to let them watch TV with this, and this is on you. Otherwise, leave him alone. It would be so much fun. This is what they should be doing, cooking. We, have, we often have conversations about the letting kids play and letting kids be. At the garden, we just recently did a workshop with the founder of the garden um, about uh, just about that, like how important it is to let them kind of lead and do their own problem solving and figure things out for themselves. Back in the day, you know, you're outside playing hours and hours until the sun goes down. You don't have a parent hovering over you. You know, that's not to say that you shouldn't know where they are, like, but this is the thing I love about the garden is it's a fully gated in space. They can't get out. We'll hear every time a gate opens. So you can kind of sit back, hang out under the mango tree and know that your kid is okay. And if they get into a dispute with another kid because somebody stole a shovel out of somebody's hand, it, they don't necessarily need you to interject. They can, this is regular, real-life problem-solving for them. Like, let them figure it out. Um, so, I, I don't know why. what you said that just made me think of that. A hundred percent. Do you know that the more you tell a child to behave, the more energy you're giving him not to? That's why you grow up being a rebel, because you're told all the time, don't, don't, don't. The quicker you turn, you learn to say to a kid, yeah, you know what, have fun. Oh, you broke it? Okay, it's broken. Let's move on to the next one. The quicker they begin to learn 
yo, I got to chill out because if I don't, I'm going to run out of things to break. <laughs> All right, I have to ask you before we go over to this side, sharing. Is it still a thing that we're supposed to encourage kids to do or is it okay for them not to share now because it's theirs? Kids developmentally, especially uh, zero to five, are not, they're not ready to share. They're not meant to be ready to share. Sharing comes from within. Sharing feels good when you share because you want to. It comes from within. And if you are forcing them to share something, you're actually just, the only emotions that you're gonna strum up are anger, frustration, sadness, you know, all negative things. And they shouldn't associate negative emotions with sharing. Sharing should feel good. So when they are ready, which is usually five and up, it will start to, they'll start to realize like, oh, it feels nice when I let her have that. Or, you know, that's something that really they have to do in time. So at the garden, when somebody is having a dispute, two kids, um, all of our staff are trained not to, there is no forced sharing. You know what, it looks like she's not done playing with that yet, but maybe when she's finished, she'll pass it on to you. Does that sound good? Here, here's another one. Look, we have more than one. There's enough for everybody to go around. Or if there's not enough, that's okay too. You wait until they're done. So it's, it's a whole unlearning process. Yep. Because you know, it's we really have funny. been trained one way our whole lives. You made me think of that with the shovel. G-Man, can you put that light on her, please? It, it's really funny that you, um, you said that when I was growing up, my mother made me buy a bag of straws. And what she used to do is, if you don't have enough to bring to the party for everybody, don't do it. Like if you're teaching a kid one thing, you know, it's like, you ever seen your kid attach to themselves to your leg because they don't want to share you? And this is the way she taught me this lesson. She says, Freddie, what you do is you give every kid a straw. That way everybody has something. And then you'll see them because kids won't share. You're absolutely right. They want, they want, and they want. Yeah. And then they want your attention with their want. They want you to pay attention to me. And listen, I'm here. This is what's happening in Freddie's house. Because those two boys are so close in age. When they're zero to five, they are the center of their own worlds. They're selfish little beings. <laughs> and they should be because they are, this is how they learn. Everything is about them. They're taking in every little thing. They're little sponges. So they're not actually ready to start having cognitive awareness of like making others feel good and compassion and empathy. That actually comes a little later. So I want to bring no Simi Gnomes into our conversation because I, we knew last week that this would be the perfect combination was to introduce them to Veronica and the Delray Beach Children's Garden. Right, right. And the more you're talking about growing it on your patio, on your balcony, I thought how great, right? We kind of talked about this last week, just to get families and kids into the process of starting small, right? It's like little by little and they get comfortable with it and then when they leave their apartment, maybe they buy their first house and they yeah. said, all right, I'm going to take this patch of land and we're going to grow a little bit more or maybe we're going to take the whole fencing because they're so used to it and they love it so much. What do you guys think about this idea? Yeah, I think it's so beautiful that we came on to this day because it really is showing the trajectory of starting small, starting with what you have, an apart apartment, balcony. Yeah. And then, you know, you might not think, how can I move into a house? And then you brought Rita and she's amazing and has a whole <laughs> way of getting yourself into a property. And then, yeah, and us being able to walk you through that process. Right, so your life kind of just flashed before your eyes right here. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. It's like a learning experience where you need to go learn something. Mm -hmm. Definitely learned that uh, that zucchini uh, noodles, the veggie noodles, amazing, so good. Have you ever had it before? No. no. 
Isn't it amazing how it sort of brings back things that you you think it's gonna taste one way, <laughs> and she makes it taste another way. But she does this with everything she makes. It's amazing. And she makes it so easy. Thank how you. It's all practice. It's all about practice. I've made things that that are not so good also. <laughs> it's how happened. difficult or easy is it to plant herbs or vegetables on a balcony? It's not difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, most things love ample sunlight. So you um, just have to pick if you have something that, um, you know, doesn't, because like, I mean, my balcony, my personal experience, like, is covered. So I would have to, you know, find some kind of, like, delicate flowers or, or like, shade-loving type of uh, plants. But if you have full sun, you know, you could go get the sunflowers or tomatoes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and that's been part of the tricky part, too, because I'm not, I'm not facing east or west. It's actually facing um, north, so I don't ever get direct sun. So some of my things that would love um, sun, like the tomatoes, you know, they struggle, but I do the best I can. I also have the garden, which is 10 minutes from my house, and I'm there almost every day anyway, so I can also experiment at the garden. <laughs> but also you brought up the, how you get natural rain, which is definitely like 100% beneficial oh, because yeah. um, actually um, the rain that we get also has uh, nutrients in it from like, you know, the dust that, that comes in, like, you know, metal. helps with fertilizer, you know? Yeah, That's absolutely. why, you know, um, you can, like, you can hurt the plants when you overwater, but I mean, if it rains all day, the, you know, the plants never die, you know? So it's just like, it's all those nutrients that help keep the plants alive. Yeah, I gotta tell you, my father taught me that plants talk to you, and each plant talks to you another way. And it's funny because we had an avocado plant in front and she dried up. So Dawn says, okay, I guess we're gonna get rid of it. Oh, that and guava tree up there? That's an avocado tree. They told me it was guava. Okay. I don't know, what it, was. it was dead though. So we took off the, I took the dead ends, ends off first and kept the barks and stuff. And now she's back. Not only is she back, she's back even better. And then there was another little plant that Missy Fu here had over there in the corner and I took her outside. Now they took the one in the bathroom that was there and they took her outside. But that, she talks to me differently than the other two. So it's about learning rhythm. And it's funny because- They talk I, to you? They do. I didn't grow up in the rainforest the way my father in Puerto Rico. He grew up in the rainforest. So he would touch a leaf and he says, he's talking to me. And my father, boy, he had a green thumb. He was really good. He can grow anything on a patio. It used to go wild on the fire escapes of New York. That's incredible. But that whole tradition about what he used to do is evaporating. This is why I love what you do. And for kids to learn and keep them motivated because they have to compete with games and football and baseball and all these other things. You know, they're not gonna go to a garden if they got these other things. They have to make, find the fun ways of doing it. Find the balance. Absolutely, so you have to learn how to talk to plants. It's important. But how fun would it be to start a garden in your backyard, small garden with your kids, right? And get them off the electronics for a moment, even an hour a day. Go into the garden, dig, feel the earth, the soil. Yes, you're going to get dirty, but that's what water is for. We can wash it off. Then go back and play your electronics. G-Man does a lot of stuff. He brings in all sorts of herbs and spices and makes And what are you growing at your house? Uh, mango trees, moringa. Nice. Yeah, but you make teas. You make, you got Linda all wrapped up. In what my dad does is he breaks the limb and then he threatens the tree and he's going to cut it down and it blooms. 
he brings trees in. <laughs> he threatens the tree and the tree blooms. And the tree blooms. He's talking to the tree. <laughs> yes. He's like, if you don't go in there, I'll cut your dog. <laughs> yes, yeah, the stress. This is stress because that's that I, if you think about it. That like the whole idea is like the plant is fruiting because it, it wants to pass on its gene, and it's like, oh, if, if I'm gonna get cut down, yeah, might as well start you know producing exactly. so that I can like pass it on. Put a spark yeah. in. It. Yep. I'm gonna start yep. talking to my Fire. trees. <laughs> you should, and you know, you should never say to a plant that that you don't know how, to, you don't have a green thumb. That plant never wants to hear a negative. He wants to hear, this thing started this big, this little piece over here. And we water it a little bit, not too much, because she doesn't like a lot of water. She loves these lights. She look talks to you also. And yeah, and not only that, she has a kid on the side. I could take this out and put it in another planter. She has a kid on the side. Yeah. Well, she, she's very proud of the fact. She's even let it grow above it. Everything is about how you... You notice all of these things? Yeah. That's impressive. Wow. Right? I noticed all of these think? things. I didn't know you could take that with a, what is it, a zucchini? And you could do a whole thing of spaghetti well, with Well, look how thing. far you've come. Seven years ago, <laughs> we were up at iHeart. All we had was a radio desk. We were in a radio room in our cams. And Natalia brought in a zucchini and the zoodle machine. Almost broke a finger. And she did this whole thing, and you would have thought it was the strangest, most alien thing you had ever seen. Yeah, but I didn't and eat, now, but you I like didn't, it. I didn't eat that. I know. Because it didn't have the stuff that she put in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it's you. It's just a green zucchini. This is okay, this is okay. It looks like a string. Thank you very much. But this, and then when I've been into this today, that whole iHeart experience came to light. It did, right? I went, I'm going to cringe. I said, holy smokes, this is pretty good. It's the same thing with the other stuff, the, the, uh, the salad dressing thing. The Not only dressing. that, I, I have your salad dressing at Weight Watchers. Everybody's copying the That's form. That's amazing. This it's is all about, you know what? You have to learn how to make delicious sauces or dressings. That. That's the trick. I mean, I can make zucchini noodles and you just eat them plain and they're not that exciting. No. But when you put that amazing pesto on it, it no. wakes them up. And, the, and then the, the Caesar, it was the same thing. It's, it's all about the sauces play. and the dressings. I'm super oh, into absolutely. making my own sauces and dressings. I love that. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, you get a pair of shoes, but without a suit, you're just a pair, right? <laughs> That's it. And she makes it so easy. She makes it seem too, what's so beautiful about it is like, you see how much control you have over your own, your body, your health, being able to grow your own food, then be learning how to create these sauces and dressings Absolutely. to pair with the food that you're growing, seeing how your body's reacting to it, better skin, better health. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just, I feel like people, we sometimes overlook how, how it is really powerful and really abundant to be able to live a life like that. You like living that kind of life? I do. You guys sort of, <laughs> you, you picture doing this and, Continuing it and growing it and everything else. Mm -hmm. Do you want to live on a how people react to? That's what I was going to yeah. ask. Do you want to live on a farm or do you want to live in a condo with? We want a farm, but we also understand that a lot of people in the city aren't prepaid to like they don't really know a whole lot about this lifestyle and they and the city takes so much. There's so much pressure from the rest of the world because the way the city uses our resources. So I feel we like need we it can, now. If we can help the people that live in the city understand, like there's little things that we can do every day that helps our everyone thrive. That's kind of why we're in the city. 
Yeah. And are you guys patient? They have a lot of patience. I think they're they look, they're chill. Hanging out, patient. Well, come on, that one doesn't answer. Take it easy. Are you patient? Is she patient? Um. Uh huh. Never mind. That's it. That's it. All gardeners are patient. Progress. I mean, I worked in a very high volume film company before I got into this business, and it was just so wrong for me. Because I, I, you know, I like, I like living purposely, and I like inspiring people and I feel like for me it's a lot easier not not easier but I feel more natural in this sort of space. So are you patient? I would say so. Is she patient? More more patient than most people. <laughs> well you are so careful. <laughs> are you patient? I have a theory that all gardeners are patient because gardening teaches us patience. It does. Nothing happens overnight in the plant world so Yes, I would say I'm pretty patient. You are? And I work but with you're kids intense. all day, too. You're patient, but you're intense. You want things to go. You want them to go. The right way. Uh, yeah, I do want things to go. That's true. But, <laughs> but I'm willing to wait. I can relate with that. That's why I feel like I My am. mother and father <laughs> were complete opposites. My you're father patient. was very patient. And you got to be. I'm not. No, you're not. You would never make a good partner. <laughs> you I would know. threaten the plant. I throw it away. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm going to throw it away. That's no, the other thing. You throw away. everything away. I throw it away. Stop doing that. I don't have the patience to fix it or, I know. Then you can't be a, what is it? You're, you're the instant gardener? I told you, Green Acres, it's you and me. <laughs> okay, so he's the patient one. Okay, so you, is it easier for you to teach? Because patience comes with teaching. It, it, you gotta have that formula. Yeah, well, my, my dad was a teacher, so I guess, I, and my mom. My mom was a math teacher in the Bronx, actually. So. In the Bronx? Yeah. What was your mom's name? Wait a minute, was she my teacher? <laughs> <laughs> you may have been in her class. I mean, you guys may have been in the same class. I hated math. His mom might be your age, I hate to tell you. I hated math. <laughs> it wasn't Mrs. Goldstein, was it? No. No, okay. <laughs> are you are you are you good uh, teaching? You like to teach. Oh, I, that's what I do. Yeah. That's what you do, and you like teaching with doing it patiently. Well, you kind of have no. I don't. I don't think that you would make a very good teacher if you didn't have some level of patience. Because, I mean, not just with children, but especially with children, with teaching in general, it does require some patience because you're taking somebody who doesn't know the thing that you're teaching and you're trying to get them to wrap their mind around this new concept and and learn it so yeah you have to be patient but that's why everything you make tastes so good <laughs> i'm you. being very serious that's why it tastes good because you need a little patience she talks to, to her food sure. she has conversations you should talk to your food i did that last night i want to tell you how you doing <laughs> pretty much i'm glad to hear though freddie that you that you've uh picked up a little bit on how plants communicate with us, because that's absolutely really true. I've learned that over the years, big time. They do, you, if you can learn to listen to the plants as far as like how they're feeling, are they thriving where they are? If, you know, they tell you when they're not happy, you just look at them and you see it. So I've, I'm, I'm just happy to hear you say that. Well, I gotta I didn't tell know you, you had that in you. <laughs> I gotta tell you a secret, I gotta tell you a secret. I lost a lot of weight the last few months. And I did it because I wanted to bring my sugars down. And it wasn't until you came in, I don't remember, it was the show with the season Caesar dressing. salad dressing? It wasn't until that moment that I came to the realization that for me to go down this journey, I had to learn a lesson. And you know, I'm a firm believer that if you sit long enough, you will learn something, but you just have to pay attention. And I paid attention that day. And that changed my life. 
not only did you change my life, oh, but everybody else. I'm being very serious. That's amazing. I changed the life of everybody that I see on Saturday because I told them about you. Saturday being? At the Weight Watchers. At Weight Watchers. And there's 50, 60 people in this room. Wow. And I explained to them that if psychologically you can fit yourself against things that you don't believe in and you can change all that, it will work. And it was just the dressing that I let them all taste. And they said, what the hell is this? And it makes a huge difference. It does. Well, that's why the uh, Veggie Vera's motto, it's in every single book. I've said this before. All change begins with knowledge. That's her little saying. And if there you it don't is. know, you and can't change. Is. Change is impossible. And so, there it is. That's what it's all about. And Thank I've you. And I kept going with that. And I'm going to tell you, this has been... It's been a, it's been a, it's been a ride. I mean, you, you've seen it every day. It's, it hasn't been easy, you know, walking and, and, and eating and fasting and this and that. And we have a track we do here three times, it's a thousand steps nice. around the parking lots, right? <laughs> and we got And I got to do what I got to do to get to where I want to go. And there was a doctor that came in here. He had a whole different philosophy on what I am currently doing. And when I finished with him in that room, he said to me, you know what, Freddie, you got the right formula because it's what you believe in. So if you are not patient, you're going to learn patience. And he is patient. And that's why the two of you work. That's the yin and the yang of it. That's why you and I, we've been doing this, what is it, eight seven, years, seven, seven years, years, 20 on years, Wednesday. 117 so years. So if you're around on Wednesday, you guys, please come. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you got to come. Because you're the reason that I'm doing, you started, I'm not going to say you're the reason, because that wouldn't be fair. You started for me to see the reason. Which made a and whole that's lot what of it's sense. really all about is just like planting that little seed and people will do with it what they want. You know, I get people who come to the garden, kids take the cooking classes, they love it and maybe they go home and, you know, they just continue as they were. But maybe they start incorporating some more plant-based meals into their life and maybe they start experimenting more with healthier alternatives to the things they were previously eating. You know, it's just, it's, that's what it's about. It's planting seeds. Pun intended. <laughs> and for the non-patient people, I would definitely recommend uh, start with like a radish seed. Because radish seeds, they take like like one to three days to, to germinate. Mm. So super quick and then... That's like a speed food and well, a croak? It turns into microgreens too, which already... You do microgreens too, right? Mm -hmm. Do you guys sell your microgreens? That's the plan. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. trying to get there, yeah. yeah. You sure you want to do it? Oh, yeah. I know somebody very close to my family that did it. I used to go to her house, and she had all these racks, <laughs> inside and out, because it depends on what you're growing. And, and she grew these things, and then you have to deliver it to all the restaurants. It went crazy. <laughs> they had to hire somebody to take them, and then they had to hire somebody to move them around, and all these trays. Did I ever tell you this story? <laughs> I used to sit there and go, and this was Sarah. Sarah did it, her and another lady, and they were on, it was the busy, they had to stop, they, it got too big. Wow. It got too big. They had to have a place like this to do it. Because it wasn't their day job, it was just for fun on the weekend. Well, this is, this is a side hustle. Right. But because it's fresh and, I mean, you see the way she cooks and all these greens and all the well, restaurants. that goes to show you how much of a demand there is for it. Whoa. That it exploded like that. People want to do better in their lives. They want to live happier. Absolutely. But sometimes they just don't know how. Absolutely a demand. And a demand, a demand, and a demand is there. You have to be able to keep up with the orders. 
And she says, you know, if I'm not going to do it right, I'm not going to do it. And she could not keep up with the orders. I said, what are you going to do with all these trains? And I think she gave it to gardens or something. I don't know what she did with it. But I got to tell you, people love that stuff. That's a high power. You're going to need room. I know it starts small. The next thing you know, you're going to say, like when we came here, and said, what the hell? I need room. Fill it up. And you need room. But if you can keep up with the demand and have a plan of expansion for it, I'm telling you, it's going to explode. So you're going to head to the Delray Beach Children's Garden? Yes. Going to take a look at oh it? Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. I actually have to go there later today. I'm picking up a bunch of wildflowers from a nursery because we're redoing our fairy garden. So if you guys want to help me transport flowers, you're welcome to come. They're redoing the fairy garden. They're redoing the fairy garden. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know who you should bring the fairies, in? fairies, who? We should bring in fairy. My unicorn? No, the girl. The lady. From Miami. A little short Dr. Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah. Tinkerbell. Fairy, Tinkerbell, yes. Tinkerbell, you should bring her in as well. That's the, the, the movement of dreams. Right? Absolutely. Bring the kids, some of the kids they work with up there. And the next time we have that singing choir group, we're going to make it a two-stop. Maybe we send them from here, we send them up to the, the garden. That'd be kind of cool. All right. Give them something a little bit more to do besides the singing. All right, more to come. Have fun. All right. Well, I'm so glad you guys were here. How can people reach out to you if they want to start their micro garden or their or home order, garden? Or order. Oh, yeah. Order. What about ordering? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You can Are reach you out to us. Uh, well, yeah. We're selling by order. But right yeah. now, we're still kind of getting the seeds and structures together. But yeah, yeah, but you can start getting the orders now. We call it micro I want to know who, yeah. who wrote the word entrepreneur on there. <laughs> entrepreneur. That, I did that. <laughs> I wrote that. That's a Puerto Rican version. It's entrepreneur. It's like the French nur. It's entrepreneur. At least singing gnomes is right. <laughs> entrepreneur. Singing gnomes, they He's get right. He's looking at me like, how do you spell entrepreneur? It doesn't end with an E. I typed it in Google. With That's an E at the end? That's what came up? The That's French, French Google. It's a French Google. <laughs> it's Boise's computer. <laughs> so we're selling microgreens. Yes. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on a second. We started a little late. We can go a little longer. So what is the name of the microgreen venue? We got to give it a name. It's oh, called Delgado Greens. What? Delgado Greens? Delgado. Delgado. Oh, yeah. Delgado Greens. I thought okay. it was called Dugout. No, Delgado. <laughs> Dugout is something Dugout would be kind of called Dugout Greens. Delgado. Delgado. Don't get me confused. <laughs> Delgado. Okay, so Delgado is... I guess this is our announcement. <laughs> It's made me <laughs> It's official now. <laughs> Which you part? said it on camera. Oh, Wait the the name of our microgreens. Oh, I thought Who's you were pregnant, pregnant or married. I, oh no. <laughs> Who's? Are you pregnant? No. <laughs> are you pregnant? No. I'm not gonna ask you if you're pregnant. Yeah, God <laughs> greens is the announcement. I'm thinking someone's pregnant. Where the hell did you get that from? You know when everyone says, "I got something to tell you." Yeah. <laughs> I got something what they to, got tell to tell you. you. Are you serious? Focus. Focus. Delgado <laughs> Greens. That's the All right, so you got Delgado Greens coming out. What kind of microgreens are we selling? Radishes, mm -hmm. broccoli. Broccoli's a good one. Um, we like the radish because it actually has a bit of a spicy taste mm -hmm. to it. People kind of don't expect it. They're like, oh, it's going to be microgreens, like just traditional leafy. But then it's like, oh, this is actually has a bit of a bite to it. Okay. Now, these are things also that you put on top of mm -hmm. 
finish. Uh, this is what Sarah used to do. Yeah, or like I like to eat them with salads. You could put them on top of, but even like things like where it's like pizza. Like I've had them on top of pizza, or like you could put them on top of everything. I think it, especially food that doesn't have that fresh aspect of it. Just throw it on top, and it makes you feel less less guilty if any. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you throw it on a hamburger. And yeah. you feel like you're eating something good. So you remove the my, my, I don't. I never saw Sarah working, but you remove a microgreen and you clean it up and you package it. Is that the way it works, or do you sell the whole cup? Well, well I, ideally, is to you know cut it and then sell it because actually it comes up a second crop. That's what she told me. Okay, so I got that right. <laughs> oh, look at it, Delgado. Delgado. Delgado greens. Delgado greens. I like that. I think we should let the whole world know you're into you. the Delgado greens. Yeah. We'll get G-Man to get dressed up like a green. <laughs> be a Delgado. He's very in tune with everything. He sages this place every night. He got me last night. I was coughing up a lung. But it felt much better in here. Last night we were all like, oh my God, this, but this morning it was much clearer in here, I have to tell you. Probably the plants like it too. They do. Every secret the plants ingredient. Takes yeah. good care of this place. We had a guy that came in here and they said the research showed that plants are living beings, like a chicken and a hen and Sentient. all that. <clears throat> and when you bite into a broccoli, it screams. The guy said it yesterday. So I said to him, wait a minute, they chop the broccoli. They don't give you the whole thing. He says, yeah, when they chop it, it screams. But the damn thing is still alive. And that's true because if you take something and you plant it, it will grow, right? It will sing. That's one of the first things, too, when I met him, is he said, like, even moving a tree, you have to, well, you explained it so much better, but just the idea that the plants don't really like being, like, ripped out of the ground, and I hadn't even really even thought about it that way. But it's then, true. It's it true. hurts. Yeah, it hurts. You know that pineapple is an upside-down fruit, but that's a different story. They got a machine now that goes around a tree and makes a huge hole and they take everything with it. And it's like a big bee like this, so you can plant it. They don't want people taking the tree out of the take ground. Take the dirt with it. They get, because they get disturbed. And then they get into shock. My father used to say, it's gonna turn yellow. I said, why? He it's gonna be in shock. And he says, how would you like me to hit you with a hammer? You're not gonna go out? I go, yeah, You're gonna get a right. yellow bruise too. That's why I told you, don't throw that away. It's just in shock. And she came back and look at her. She's super duper. Pretty impressive. Yeah, if you think greens. about it, the roots are kind of like the stomach of the plant because that's where yeah. they get the nutrients and the water absorption. So, I mean, if you rip it out, you're kind of like cutting your stomach in half or something. So, you got to keep that. The you dug out, like we made the um, mango trees, we dug out the hole and bought new soil so we get fresh and new life. You know, in Puerto Rico, I have mango trees that have got to be over 100 years old. And they are, the thickness of the tree is like, forget about it, it's maybe half this room. And they put out thousands of mangoes. They put out so many mangoes that they rolled down the road. So we used to just go to the road and pick them up. They were huge. I ate so many mangoes in my life, I can't stand it. <laughs> I see a mango, I You want. and I are so, in every way, you and I are so opposite. How we do this every day is amazing. But you can't even look That's at That's what mango. I'm saying. You eat them and I'm allergic to them. But I used to grow, I used to grow tomatoes. You know, tomatoes were a watery plant. My God, they suck a lot of water. Lettuce is even worse. Lettuce, I couldn't, we couldn't grow them. We weren't good at them because a lot of the bugs used to eat them. They're so warm. So before we wrap up, what's the key to her broccoli cure to live? Well, I would definitely say, um, like, broccoli like, is part of the brassica family, and brassicas need a, a ton of nutrients. They kind of like to be kind of separate, 
because they grow really bushy. Um, so, I mean, compost is the best way to, to go. Yeah, yeah, fertilize it, yep. the which I haven't done, so that makes sense. <laughs> go back to the compost conversation. <laughs> Coffee grinds. But that could be something interesting to teach the kids too, not like the compost toilet, but food composting. <laughs> that would be an interesting way to teach well, them what to do with of, the garbage. It's kind of like sharing with the earth, because mm -hmm. you know you take from the earth and you bring it back. We kind of like, interesting. We so like to tell cook. the kids that it's Mother Nature's uh, recycling right. program. Right, they cook and then it goes back to the composting, the banana peels, the tea leaves, all of these things instead of throwing it away. The, the basket for the coffee grinds, you grind that up as well, the, uh, the filters? Yeah, I mean, as that? long as it's not, well, bleached is kind of... Um, the brown ones. Yeah, the brown ones are better. The bleach kind of hurts a little bit, you know. I started composting. Can I tell you? No. We actually yeah, we have a worm composting uh, system as well at the garden. Worm? I don't know if I ever told you about that. Yeah, it's, um, so we have our traditional compost where the food just breaks down and just becomes rich soil. But then we also have a our little worm farm, which is layers of um it's like a plastic container and it has different layers and each layer has holes and the worms can swiggle up through the holes to whichever we like to say the top layer is the kitchen because that's where we put the food for them to eat the bottom layers are like the different bedrooms <laughs> the kids love it so they live in there they squiggle up to the top when they're hungry and they eat the whatever we put in there they like really juicy sugary things like mangoes and um, apples and banana peels and stuff and they poop it out and the poop is soil. That's the compost, it's the yeah. poops. And it's like a shortcut to getting your compost. It, it happens super quick. And they're great for hooking a fish, you know. <laughs> we Just love saying. our worms. I would never do such a thing. No? <laughs> have to use a different bait. You're going to wrap this up? <laughs> Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Father's Day to all the dads, pet dads, fish dads, plant dads, and grandpas out there, and to all the kids that get to celebrate every which way. Happy Father's Day to you and your sons and your grandsons and to all the stats that aren't with us. May their memories always be with you. And we will see you Monday. Have a great weekend. 9 a.m. drive time. And don't be late. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the laughs from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow The Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at The Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>